All right, welcome into episode five of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I am your host on this audio journey of round ball discourse, Nate Kreckman. Ahead on this week's show, we check in with a head coach of the back-to-back champs, Lindy LaRock of UNLV, joins the show to tell us about her team as they enter the stretch run before going for the three-peat at the Mountain West Tournament in Las Vegas in March. But first, we take a look at what's going on in men's hoops as pundits around the country continue to ask the question, could the Mountain West put six teams in the NCAA tournament in 2024? A six-bid league. At last check on Wednesday, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports has six teams in from the Mountain West. Joel Lenardi of ESPN has five. A statement win of the Quad One variety from Nevada on Tuesday at number 22 Utah State gives a huge boost to the Wolfpack's resume as Steve Alford's squad now 18-5 and on the year. Looking at the net, Nevada jumps up to 46 with that big victory, while we've got Boise State at 40, Utah State holding strong at 29, Colorado State at 26, then San Diego State 20, and New Mexico 19. The race for the regular season title in the Mountain West continues to be an absolute free-for-all. Four-way tie at the top. Boise State, New Mexico, San Diego State, and Utah State, all with matching 7-3 and three records in conference, and Colorado State only a game back at 6-4, and four, though the Rams are picking up steam, having won three straight. Folks, it's feeling more realistic to say we have never seen a deeper and tougher Mountain West Conference than what we are looking at here in the 23-24 campaign. And with that, let's get to Tuesday's games. And yes, we start with Nevada at number 22, Utah State. The Aggies coming in with a perfect 10-0 record at home this season and an average margin of victory of 20 points at the D. Glenn Smith Spectrum. So what happened? Well, Nick Davidson played his best game in a Wolfpack uniform and Nevada gets a monster road win. 15 to shoot, Keenan on the wing. Davidson screens, Keenan draws two. Stops, lobs inside, Davidson up, and a dunk at 12.35 for Davidson. 50-43, to 43. Davidson's got 15. John Ramey, courtesy of Learfield, 77-63, Nevada the win. Davidson, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. Keenan Blackshear continues to make his all-conference case with 18, and the Wolfpack hold explosive Utah State to 39% shooting from the field on their own floor. Win number 18 for Nevada, and no time for let-up. Number 24, San Diego State, comes into Reno on Friday night. Speaking of those Aztecs, they handle their business with a 77-64 road win over Air Force at Clune Arena. That's back-to-back wins now after they also beat Utah State at Viejas last Saturday. Excellent shooting night for the Aztecs at Air Force. They make 50% of their attempts from behind the arc, led by USC transfer Reese Waters. All five of his makes in the game of the three-point variety. Stolen by Reese Waters. Reese goes behind the back, pulls up for a three. Good! Aztecs in transition to steal by Reese Waters, his second of the day, along with one by Lamont Butler, and a quick pull-up and release when he got in the front court. The great Ted Leitner on San Diego Sports 760. San Diego State hound Air Force into 14 turnovers in that win. Colorado State is hitting its stride. The win streak now at three after Tuesday's 75-62 win over Boise State at Moby Arena in Fort Collins, Colorado. 
And the ball knocked away out front, stolen. Here comes Palmer, down the lane, lays it in! The deuce and the abuse! The crowd waiting for any reason to get it going and set this place off, and Joe Palmer is that spark. Brian Roth and Adam Nygon, courtesy of Learfield, fourth double-double this season for Isaiah Stevens, 16 points and 11 assists. Rams with 22 assists on 27 made field goals to improve to 18-5 and five this season. Boise State did get 25 points from Tyson Degenhart in the loss. 25th-ranked New Mexico gets back on track after a home court stumble against Boise State last week. Lobos go into the double-A in Laramie and take down Wyoming 91-73. Jalen House hits four threes, goes for 17, one of five Lobos in double figures. Lobos have it front court to our left. House wants a handoff triple. He converts. Jalen's second long ball. Lobo leads 12-20, 53-33. That's our friend Robert Portnoy on KKOB in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 6-1 over their last seven. And finally from Tuesday, a late 11-0 run sparks Fresno State to a much-needed road win over their rivals at San Jose State. Hill finds Ducell, catch and shoot left wing three, got knocked over, and it went in! His 6-3 tonight, and he's got a chance at a four-point play. That ball came close to hitting the rafters here at the low-ceiling Provident Credit Union Event Center. What a night for Ducell. Paul Leffler from Learfield. Xavier Ducell hits six threes, goes for a game and season high 23 points. Bulldogs win at 69-57. The Mountain West is going to be must-watch to the end. And the best way to stay up on everything is to download the free Mountain West streaming app on your phone, TV, or tablet. Watch live or on-demand games when you want from home or on the go. The Mountain West app is your home for all things Mountain West. It's available on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and both Apple and Android phones. Watch your favorite Mountain West team when you want. Download the Mountain West app today. Let's get to women's hoops. This conference is deep and competitive as we've seen it in years. After Wednesday's results, seven teams in the Mountain West with winning records in conference play, nine teams with at least four wins in league play to this point. The race for the regular season crown and the top seed in the Mountain West tournament is squarely between UNLV and Wyoming. Both teams at nine wins, though the Lady Rebels are up a game in the loss column. After that, it's New Mexico at 7-4 and four in conference, Boise State at 6-4, and four, and then Nevada, Colorado State, and San Diego State each at 6-5 and five in the Mountain West. Something to keep an eye on for the conference tournament. If someone can go into the Thomas and Mac and unseat the back-to-back champs UNLV, there is a distinct possibility the Mountain West could be a two-bid league. The Lady Rebels are currently number 33 in the net rankings, ranked 25th in the coaches poll, and are the first team out of the top 25 in the AP poll. UNLV could very well have the resume for an at-large bid should the upset occur at the conference tournament. Of course, Lindy LaRock and the Lady Rebels have other plans. They'll be going for the first three-peat in the league tournament since Gordy Presnell's Boise State dynasty ripped off four in a row from 2017 to 2020. Five games Wednesday, we start in Fort Collins with a milestone night for the great McKenna Hofschild. Hofschild picked up by Brown, will step back and fire a three, and that's a big one! 
Chad Andrus on the call, courtesy of Learfield. Hofschild, 16 points, 11 assists in a 69-56 win over Fresno State. Hofschild passing the 2,000-point threshold for her career with that performance, joining Becky Hammond as the only Ram to ever go over 2,000 in women's hoops. Third player in Mountain West history to hit that hollowed milestone, Sydney Meck added 19 in the win for CSU. Make it four wins now in the past five for San Diego State. Aztecs knock off New Mexico 60-53 Wednesday at Viejas Arena. Quiet night for the Aztecs' leading scorer, Adriana Quesada, but she got the big bucket in the fourth quarter when her team needed it most. 15 to shoot. Prohaska pick and roll via Lobos. Wouldn't go. Quesada, yeah! Quesada follows up. Her first field goal since the first quarter. Audio courtesy of the Mountain West Network. Double-double for Kim Villalobos. 16 points, 10 rebounds in the win for San Diego State, getting win number 15 on the year. Your other Wednesday finals, Allison Fertig with 13 as Wyoming handles Utah State 62-47 in Laramie. Boise State down San Jose State 73-42 at Extra Mile Arena, getting 19 points from Natalie Pasco. And Nevada snaps a three-game skid with a hard-fought road win at Air Force despite a 30-point outburst from Milani Perry for the Falcons. Wolfpack led by Audrey Roden and Victoria Davis with 13 points each. So the one team not in action this week, the UNLV Lady Rebels, sitting atop the conference standings in the Mountain West with a 9-1 mark in league play. They're 19-2 overall after avenging their only conference loss last Saturday, winning 62-56 over New Mexico at the pit. They've won 33 of their last 34 games against Mountain West opponents, and they've got a road date with Fresno State coming up on Saturday. Joining us right now, the fourth-year head coach at UNLV, Las Vegas' own, Lindy LaRock. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for having me. So let's start with the win at New Mexico last weekend. Desiree Young, 27 points, 10 rebounds. That's her 44th career double-double. Coach, she's done it all. She's a two-time conference champ, Mountain West Freshman of the Year, Mountain West Player of the Year, Mountain West Tournament MVP. She's going to go down as one of the all-time greats at UNLV and in the Mountain West Conference. Tell me about the process of coaching a great player with all that she has done and as consistently brilliant as she is. Uh, Two-part question. What's your favorite part of Desiree's game, and how do you still push her and try to get more and get the best out of her? Well, you know, I think both of those are great questions, and I have no problem uh, talking about Desi all day long. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, what makes her so great? And, you know, I think the the one thing, you know, obviously it's her skills and her talent and all the things that she was, you know, gifted with that I that has nothing to do with me. But I think one thing that has really been a huge characteristic that she has to where she's been, been able to get better and better each year is that um, she loves coaching you know um, she hasn't she hasn't questioned one thing that I've ever asked her to do since the the day that we got on on campus together and you know there's something to be said for that and so if I tell her to jump she tries to jump as high as she can you know if it's get after that loose ball she is diving for it as hard as she can so um, just the willingness to be coached and want to get better um, you know, I think is really what's made her elevate her game every single year. Um, you know, and then, like you said, to, to be able to coach a great player like that, 
you know, sometimes when you have great players, you you don't coach them as much or as hard as the other players, you know, because they're good. Um, but I think one thing that we focus on is still giving her a ton of feedback, um, coaching her as hard or, and as much as we coach every other player, um, because we are going to go as far as she's going to take us, frankly. And and that's kind of how obviously this team is is made up and and really, you know, kind of been the success of our program the last couple of years. So, um, you know, I, I love coaching Desi. She's, she's willing, she's energetic, she's passionate, she loves basketball. Um, and I think more than anything, she wants to win no matter what it takes. And that is at her forefront. And if that's requiring her to have a double, double and score 27 points and however many rebounds, or if that means, you know, she only gets five points and she's got eight assists and seven steals, then she's like, all right, I'll do that too. So, um, you know, it, it's been a true joy to be able to coach her. Sort of a similar question with all the winning that this program has done in recent years. I mean, back-to-back trips to the NCAA tournament, multiple conference titles. You're now up to 91 wins over the last four years. This is a run of dominance, unlike we've almost ever seen in the Mountain West. When you took over the program, it was about establishing culture, establishing winning expectations. Now that's all here. How do you approach the job every day? And regardless of outside noise, how do you reconcile with the internal expectations and pressures that come with staying on top? You know, that's that's the challenge every day. And and each year it, it seems to morph into something different. You know, this year is so much different than even last year, obviously trying to go back to back. And uh, now here we are for the for the third year trying to attain another championship. Um you know, and so that it, it's a different challenge. Um, you know, winning is really hard. And sometimes when you've, you know, had had a good string of winning, um, you, you can kind of lose sight of that or or lose that feeling where, you know, that's not good enough, you know, and and, and really it still has to be. Um, now, you know, for me and in, in our program, we, we want to we have an expectation of how we want to play and and up- upholding that st- standard every game. And so I think that's really kind of, you know, what we try to key on. Uh, obviously, the I think when you do that, the wins take care of themselves. But, you know, even this week, obviously, we had a bye week. Um, you know, we're not satisfied for with, frankly, how we've played the last few games. Um, we're not playing very well. Now, now we've got some wins. And I think that's a, a true characteristic of a, of a championship team to grind out and find a way to win. Um, but we have to play better. And, you know, um, so it's kind of that fine balance of, you know, being being happy and and there's good parts of winning, but then trying to, you know, keep everyone pushing for more um, and playing even better basketball. Living in the moment, appreciating and continuing to push. It's a good answer, coach. Uh, Question number three here on three questions. You played for Tara Vanderveer at Stanford and you worked for Tara Vanderveer on her staff at Stanford before coming to UNLV. Your career will always be intertwined with hers. Literally, the winningest can considered by many the greatest college basketball coach ever. But you're now in year four running this UNLV program in your native Las Vegas. In what ways is a Lindy LaRock program similar to a Tara Vanderveer program? And in what ways is your program different or evolved from where you came from? 
Um, well, first off, anytime I'm, I'm mentioned with or around or in unison with Tara, I'm I'm more than happy to be in that conversation. So just to be associated and in, in, in the same coaching tree, family tree, um, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, it's just such an honor and a blessing. You know, she's been a part of my life since I was a 16 year old and here, you know, I'm 20 years later and, and she's still very much a part of it. So. Um, you know, a lot of who I am as a basketball player and coach is because of Tara. So, you know, there's probably more similarities than differences. Um, now, I've worked other places and and got other experiences where I try to take, you know, the positives from each one. So I think there are just, you know, some little nuanced differences. But, um, you know, our style of play isn't isn't exactly the same. Um, I think our preparation you know, some of the culture, the standard, the excellence, the expectation piece, um, a lot of that is is similar. You know, obviously we're on a little bit different level. They're at the the highest of highs and, and we're still climbing to get there, um, you know, but I, I fall back on a lot of my own experiences as a player. I'm coaching alongside her of of how am I how am I going to, you know, continue to sustain the success? Um, because, you know, she she's the the pinnacle of of sustained success. And to have success is great. To sustain it is really, really hard. Um, you know, so that's where I'm, you know, diving back into my old books and and really trying to rack my brain um and and pick hers as well to to continue to have our program, you know, climb to to new heights. But um, you know, I'm grateful for my relationship and all my experience um, with Tar, and th- there's no one more deserving. Well, Coach, uh, you're going for win number 20 on the year this Saturday on the road at Fresno State, and then, uh, you know, just several more decades, and maybe you can catch the great Tara Vanderveer. <laughs> uh, but for now, UNLV trying to three-peat and get back to the NCAA tournament. Lindy LaRock in year four at UNLV. Coach, congratulations on a great season so far, and continued success the rest of the way. All right, thanks. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate you having me. All session tickets are now on sale for the 2024 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships scheduled for March 10th through the 16th at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas and can be purchased at the NW.com. Women's tournament begins Sunday, March 10th, runs through Wednesday, March 13th, and the men's tournament tips off with first round action on Wednesday, March 13th and culminates with championships Saturday on March 16th. All 11 women's and men's teams will compete in the Mountain West Basketball Basketball tournament with the winner earning the league's automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. Single session and group tickets will be available soon. And that will do it for episode five of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. Thank you again to UNLV head coach Lindy LaRock for answering three questions this week. The weekend action in the Mountain West starts with a doubleheader Friday night huge game in Reno. Brian Dutcher, San Diego State squad going to Nevada. And then Tim Miles visits his old stomping grounds as San Jose State goes to Colorado State. Three more games Saturday on the men's side, highlighted by Boise State at 22nd-ranked Utah State at 8 p.m. on FS1. And then five games on the women's side Saturday, and we've got some good ones. McKenna Hoffshield and CSU go into the pit. Wyoming goes to Boise State, and Lindy LaRock's Lady Rebels visiting Fresno State. Check out the MW.com to watch and to follow all of that action. And we'll be breaking it all down next week right here on the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. So long for now.